Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Um, snack, snack, snackity snack, 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 snack. That's, that's good as I got. That's good I got. Okay, that's a one-gunner Kennedy. That's some fucking weak sauce, Gunner. <laughs> the holiday, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the post-holiday blues are, are real. No, I just wanted to carry the low energy. I just wanted to carry the low energy. In everything that we do. I just wanted to carry the low energy that we had in the pre-show talk into the real show. So speaking of... Speaking of low energy, um, actually, I don't know how that fucking has anything to do with what we're about to talk about. <laughs> uh, we are seeing in um, fast food chains specifically, but in grocery stores as well, uh, it, impossible burgers or beyond burgers and meats and things like that. And Gunnar, you know a little bit more about this, so why don't you take this one away? Well, I, I, other than other than Bur- my, my my super best friend Burger King, which is responsible for at least taking five years off of the maximum of my lifespan, and poisoning me every time I go there. <laughs> um, so you know the, the bur- so the Impossible Burger um is the next step, and we are trying too hard to make a vegetarian, a quote unquote vegetarian food be a meat thing and the big thing with the impossible burger is besides the fact that you can cook it and it actually looks rare so have you had the impossible whopper i have not had the impossible whopper i've been trying to stay away from the 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 the, the devil's uh confectionery as it will i've had it i've had it as well how do you feel how do you feel about it did did it poison you immediately or was it kind of a long i've had it and i will say it's not a bad substitute did it bleed? It's not a bad substitute at all, um, I would say. However, that being said, I no, I don't really see that's the dumb part. Like I could see, like, okay, try and make it the consistency of meat to like get like a meat eater. But like meat eaters aren't like oh, I want the blood. Well, I am, but I'm just weird like that. Like I want it bloody. Like that's that's like the they missed the mark on that. What I what's concerning about it is when I looked at the like the caloric um, and like the saturated fats and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not that different from a hamburger. It's not healthier like short term. It might end up being healthier long term because it, it, what it does is it introduces this alternative protein to the menu. And what's really weird is everyone's talking about this burger because I think for a few reasons, number one, it started off as the third item on Burger King's menu. So Burger King's got it listed above like most of their entrees. The number three is now the impossible Whopper, right? So number one is the Whopper. Number two is like the crispy chicken or some shit. Number three is the, the plant protein Whopper. And They've kind of said, you know what, we're going to treat this tastes so good. We're going to treat it as a first class citizen. And I'm very happy about this. I myself do not eat the Whopper and I do eat the Impossible Whopper. So I'm pretty excited. But they did some shady things. Like if you read the fine print underneath the 
uh, the number three, it says that you have to request that it's cooked separate from meat if you don't want meat juice on it, <laughs> which is shady as hell. Yeah, well, but I, like this is, I feel like that's Connie has. Go ahead, to, Connie had to deal with that all the time when he went out to lunch or dinner with us, anyways, right? Because even if he. You know, and you you do the whole thing where like I'm just gonna notice that Gunner gonna, doing the name drops. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna pretend not to notice that I see parts of what was par- most assuredly a meat dish, even if they're a vegetable and Connie stuff. So because you know, like the griddle is the griddle; they don't care. So, Connie is. It's going to sound like I'm talking over you because of the delay, but Connie is my vegan brother. And what Gunnar's describing is when we go out to eat, we try our best to find a place that actually truly understands that vegans, when they order their meal, they really don't want anything mixed with it. So, you know, there's instances where we'll order, like, let's say we go and we get a skillet or something they really should be cleaning the grill off before they prepare the vegan meal. And this isn't a crazy concept, right? Like I went to uh, hibachi, right? And I go to hibachi and they do this. They clean off the grill between the different proteins that they cook. If you get if you get tofu at a hibachi, they don't just drop it in the middle of the, the bubbling steak juice. Right? Yeah, but here's the difference on this. But it makes it taste so meal, You're paying like probably, you're making like forty. You're making people pay. Well, people are going to pay like forty or fifty bucks a plate, or per person at 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 a Whopper or at, at a Burger King. For every like one person that gets an Impossible Whopper, there are probably like thirty people that get a regular Whopper. They're not going to take the time to to clean the grill. What they're going to do is they're going to microwave your Impossible Whopper. That's what they do. That's yeah. actually that's actually correct. So if you if you say you would like it cooked on a separate grill, they actually microwave it, and it doesn't come out as good. Instead no, of having like the you know the grill marks on it, um, it this, ends up coming out tasting like it was put into a microwave. But this is my argument. This like the Impossible Whopper is not for vegans. Like vegans can have it, sure, that's correct. But I feel like as far as the marketing goes, it's trying to transition meat eaters into like eating plant-based well, foods. And I say plant-based foods very loosely because that shit is mostly like oil. <laughs> it's like palm oil. I think I think I, I agree actually, with you, Wade. I think that the market that they're trying to hit and sorry Gunner, we started talking at the same time, but you didn't know it until two seconds later. Um but I agree with you, Wade. I feel like the market that they're trying to hit is a broader market. They're not trying to just hit vegetarians and vegans. They're trying to hit people that that normally would eat meat, and they're trying to pick an alternative. But I guess what's strange to me about it is that why would you choose it? I mean, unless it's half the price, why wow. would you choose it? it? It you're choosing it based on this concept that it's healthier because we we both yes. know that when you get it with with a large fry and a large soda, it's just as bad for you as as the regular Whopper. Well, even even without that stuff, like the patty itself compared to a beef patty, it's not really that much healthier. Like you're eating right. a lot of saturated fats because there's right. a ton of fucking oil mm-hmm. and chemicals that are go into it. This is and this is this is ultimately why it kind of bothers me because it does because of the plant-based craze, not craze, but it's an absolutely popular um 
like keto was last year, and this year everything's like plant based. So I, I eat plant based. <laughs> it's like you know you're not eating fucking plant based when like everything that you eat is is all fucking oil. Well, like and they got fats and oil, and they got mayonnaise on it, right? Which comes from right. eggs. So not everything. There's still they got cheese on it. I mean, it by default it comes with real dairy cheese, although it's questionable whether it's real cheese or not. But that's all American cheese. Um, I saw a headline and Gunnar, I know you wanted to make a point. So just start talking. Um, if we have not given you a chance to talk, um, the, uh, I saw, I saw someone on Facebook share a post and it said something along the lines of the, uh, the impossible whopper has like a hundred thousand times the amount of estrogen as a regular whopper. And I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know if that's true or not, though, right? Like, that's like the it's, soy, like soy yeah, boys. Yeah. It's, like, I don't know. It's 100% true. And it is, it is 100%. Nobody gives a fuck if they actually looked. Because when they get Chinese food and it's doused in soy sauce inside the fucking wok, that Chinese food also contains 100,000 times the amount of estrogen as a right. fucking whopper. So it's an interesting twist on a fact that sounds a lot more important than it actually is. And this silences when Gunner comes in. Yes. No, I have just, again, and even it like. Snickety, snickety, snick. Snickety, snick, snick, snick. No, the, the thing with the impossible burger too, is that like, I, I can't see. I mean, are you there, Gunner? Gunner yeah, died. you can hear me, right? As I talk. No, the thing with <laughs> the Impossible Burger is that, um, like, uh, now I can, yes. Oh God, that delay is terrible. Yeah, I mean, how long are we look? Like, let's let's take a little break right here. I'm not going to stop recording, but this might be fun for someone. Let's play the delay game. So, Gunner, <laughs> I'm going to say the phrase. Actually, just the code word. The code word is going to be blue. When you hear blue, you say it. So, I'm going to have a silence, and I'm going to say the code word. And then when you hear it, go ahead and say it. Blue. 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 Holy shit. <laughs> All right. So, this is actually, like, the worst that we've had. Um <laughs> Like that's that's a straight like six seconds delay, um, and it feels like six seconds. It's probably closer to two. No, I I mean I counted it. I'm sorry, I'm questioning your counting skills. But anyway, um, Gunner can make his Gunner can make his points. We we'll work around it. Yeah, absolutely, Gunner. Make your uh, talk a little bit about more about the Impossible Burger. Oh, I can't see it as being a vegan thing, anyways, just because. There, it's so it's you know like vegan eating is generally not just about the whole like not animal thing it's like just kind of eating clean and where did you go the impossible burger is just not even in the bye Gunner hello Gunner it looks like your point's not important <laughs> wow he just came back <laughs> Hello. Oh man, Gutter, just talk through us. Yeah, talk through us because there's something going on with the audio. Right, like like a fucking plane just got between your your speaking and and us. Just talk over the top of us. We don't care. Is it wait? Is it just? Does it sound like a roaring in the background, or is it just the timing? 
No, it just no. You just cut like you started to talk. You said like four words, and then it was just blank for like fifteen seconds. Nice. And yeah. my browser froze. Go though. We're down to one second delay. Okay, it's okay. We can still hear you. So, yeah, like the thing with the Impossible Burger is just I can't see a vegan being down with it just because it's Damn so it, freaking it processed. Where's it going? I can hear you. Oh, man. We're going to have to shut this episode down because of technical difficulties. As soon as Gunnar starts making his point, the podcast like just 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 gets enraged and says, shut up, Gunnar. And then he just cuts out. Uh, I'm sorry, Gunnar. Your points are important. Okay. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, we can right. hear you. God damn, sorry, Wade. This is going to be edit heavy. No, but the the thing with the Impossible Burgers, I just can't see it, it being a vegan thing. And because it's kind of like Wade, but it's like it's so processed. It's like it's it's like saying that you know it's it's the it's the vegan equivalent of like one of those Hillberry like uh um <laughs> like Hillberry <laughs> Berkshire. I know what, what you're talking about, like, like summer sausages. Yes. Hillshire? Hillshire Farm remembers. Hillshire Farm remembers when <laughs> when cows walked the earth before we ruined the climate and we had to grow everything in a tube. I'm going to get cheese and I'm going to get meat that can sit at room temperature for five years. Yeah, well, or the I'm going to gift that to my friends. Well, you know what? The, what? What was the McDonald's hamburger that they saw that didn't, like, didn't rot for like 15 years? Like oh yeah, the- there's actually there's someone local. Um, yeah, there's someone local that's got one on display. It's just like sits in their office on display. It's like a, I think it's like a chiropractor or somebody that you know is really good at convincing people about voodoo health and magic. And uh, in Oneida, I don't know, but somebody's got one. Um, uh, Emily, Emily Sieber, we've had her on the podcast before, and she was telling me, I, I, it might be her chiropractor that has one, and it sits, it just sits out somewhere in a shelf, and it just never, it never molds. It's like, it's like a Happy Meal with a bite taken out of it, and it just never molds. It's kind of cool, but you know, the, the thing about this, um, this Impossible Burger, like you know, Burger King has had a veggie burger on their menu for years. Yes, it's the Garden Burger. Yeah, and I always used to walk up and I'd be like, can I get the Whopper but with that veggie burger in it instead? And they'd be like, I, 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 I'm sorry, sir. I, are you asking for the for the veggie burger meal? I'm like, yeah, but I really want it made like a Whopper. Like right. the Whopper bun. The lettuce. Yeah. yeah, all of that, like with the mayonnaise on it and or whatever, however the hell they make it. I'm like, I want it prepared like a Whopper and it would be this conversation and they just end up giving me the stupid fucking, nobody ever voted it as tasting good, uh, veggie burger. And I'm like, whatever, I guess I'll eat it. But now they got the impossible burger there. It's got the bigger bun. It's got the bigger patty. I think it's great. And I don't have them microwave it because I can handle a little bit of beef juice in my diet. Well, your your stance is not necessarily a moral one, right? Yours is like a health based one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's appreciation for the animals, and I don't think I'm appreciating the animals any less when they rub up against my food, right? It's except when they steal your food. That, it, for me, true. 
Sure. If they steal my impossible burger, which they wouldn't, I don't know if an animal would eat an impossible burger. That would be really funny. You know what? We should, we should do an episode where we, where we go out to uh, farms and we feed impossible burgers to cows. So, and then we create the mad vegan disease. I, I was I was making the joke that I was wondering how much engineering was going to have to go into making the impossible chicken wing because the big thing with the impossible burger or that impossible food is they have this GMO that they made that uh, uh, like basically mm-hmm. makes um, heme, which gives it kind of the red meat taste. You know the color, color it kind of goes mm-hmm. there. But um, you know, like when are they going to okay. make? When are when are they going to make impossible spare ribs or impossible uh, chicken wings? But uh, yeah, so, again. so I've had, I've had, I've had um, chicken wings that are vegan, and they're, it's like, it's if you've ever had the fake chicken stuff, it's okay because a lot of like like you get chicken nuggets at McDonald's, they don't really resemble like chicken breasts that much anymore. Because no, because it's like it's paste. They're ground yeah. so finely into like a paste almost before they're before they're breaded. Right, and then a lot of the seasoning of the chicken nuggets comes from the actual breading, because the breading has like like corn and flour and you know spices that are in there that give it its distinct taste. So you can pretty much get like like the plant protein and create a vegan chicken nugget, and it tastes okay. It doesn't taste like chicken. But it tastes okay, and I went to a um, I went to a wedding. It was a it was a, a the, the the couple was vegan, and um, it's actually the local casino that catered it. But the food had to be special ordered because it was this full blown vegan menu where, with vegan appetizers, and uh, it was the first time I had a vegan chicken wing, and it was kind of like that that fake chicken material, um, but it was in the shape kind of the shape of a. Uh, um, uh, what am I thinking? Like the, the drumstick. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. It was in the shape. They were all in the shape of a drumstick and the, the part that would have been the bone that you kind of hold on to while you eat it was a piece of uh sugar cane. Hmm. And of course they were doused in Buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce can pretty easily be made vegan. It usually has like, like, butter or something like that in it but there's so many vegan forms of butter that you can you can get away with making vegan buffalo sauce and uh, they were good like they actually were good appetizers and uh, believe it or not because most people most vegans have a lot of non-vegan friends and uh, this wedding was uh, I mean the guy that was getting married so um He's Italian from this area so he's got all these you know this is this Italian family there that's probably already talking shit about the menu before they get there. And uh, there was a lot of compliments about the food. So to your point, Gunner, they do, you can get them, but I've never seen them sold in stores or in restaurants. This one wedding is the only time that I've ever even seen the option of a vegan uh, chicken wing. I like the idea though. I think that I think that it's cool that we're doing the plant-based foods. It's weird that we're modeling them after our meat foods, though. Like, tofu's been on the menu. I mean, they, they might call it something else. They might call it, like, bean curd. But it's been on the menu for a lot of Asian restaurants for so long, right? You go to any Thai, uh, well, Chinese, um, they have it on their menu. 
so here's the thing though like tofu is not a meat substitute per se it's its own right it's 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 own like like i'd almost right like i i don't i am i almost think like the like impossible burger like the impossible foods guys had to kind of emulate meat but i almost think that if we weren't kind of like so stubborn on stuff it maybe it would have been better if they had kind of gone the same route like it's right, not right it, and i agree with you gunner i think it's creepy that they like try to make it bleed and stuff like i think it's strange that they're trying to drive so hard at like a hamburger replacement instead of just offering a protein alternative i completely agree with you now they're making a I think it's I I'm it's it's concerning. And right, and like they they're going to continue on this trend of like impossible meats and I I it's not healthier, you know what I mean? Like it's not no. It's no. not really healthier and that's like what's being pushed. And I think what like pe- when when you know a year from now when everyone realizes their fucking cholesterol is sky high and they're like, "Well, why is it so sky high?" It's because because you thought like this was some healthy alternative, so you ate fucking a ton of it, and it turns out it's all just oil and saturated fat that's gonna fucking end up giving you the same heart attack as if you ate ate ate, ate, ate the weight in butter. But you know what I mean, like. But I mean, have you ever met a vegan that's not skinny? Like they're out there, and it's because the vegan diet actually, if you eliminate a lot of the like, like you eliminate chicken breast, it actually makes it a little bit harder to pick like a lean protein to add to your meal. It's eating lean is, is kind of tough when, you know, vegans don't just eat salad. Like it's what everyone says. They're like, Oh, what are you going to order a salad? And they don't just order salad. They might have, they might have like a meal with pasta in it. And they, they might have to focus more and more with meals with pasta in it because they're constantly in these situations where they have to choose between eating and not eating. And if they're going to eat, they're going to order something on the menu that they know that they can customize to make it vegan. So I'm with you, Wade. I think that the general public probably looks at it as healthy. But how different is that than, you know, the fat-free craze that we grew up with? You remember that crap? Yeah, that's true. I remember buying like devil's food cookies and they're like fat free on them. And I ate one. I was like, oh, this is so good. I can't believe it's fat free. Well, and but it's like, well, how much fat do you need in devil's food cake? Well, look, the other thing was, is like, it's it just a gimmick. Wasn't the trick. It's not fat free. It's just that it's a fat that your body can't process. So it causes it to violently expel it. <laughs> oh you're yeah. talking yeah you're talking about like the f- yeah like olean you remember that do you remember so eating just potato pissing chip? out your ass yeah anal leakage was on the front of it it said you know sugar-free gum warning this product may call it cause anal leakage can you imagine waking up every day and having to you imagine having to go to, to sleep with a diaper like in your in your teens because you just love olean <laughs> Well, he loves his Olean. He just has to deal with the anal just, leakage. He has to sleep. Yeah, you know, just a little a anal leakage, bed. no big deal. He has to sleep in a separate bed now. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> I'm with you, Wade. I think that I think that it might send the wrong message. But I also love the idea that we can make food that tastes good to meat eaters. Uh, yes, it's definitely plant. it's it's absolutely like it's. 
it's an impressive feat. Like I was impressed with the quality of the burger. I wasn't like, oh Jesus, this like you have a fucking Boca burger. It doesn't taste like a goddamn hamburger. It tastes like a bunch of mushed up vegetables with some seasoning in it. It tastes this like impossible, a Boca burger. Right. This impossible burger actually did resemble like a hamburger. And I think one advantage fast food has is their patties are usually so thin that the majority of the flavor profile, part of it comes from the patty, but so much of the flavor profile comes from the other items that are there. Like, I really want to see McDonald's jump on this bandwagon and make the Big Mac with it because I love the Big Mac. I like that weird sauce that's on it. And it's just um, thousand island dressing, brother. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I really like that sandwich. And, but, uh, so much of the flavor profile is the ingredients in the sandwich, not the meat. I think they could easily throw two thin impossible burgers on there. And, and then I could go to McDonald's and order the big Mac because if you're, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan going to McDonald's and I know they shouldn't really go there because there's not much on the menu, but when you do, you get like fries, <laughs> you know, there's only a few items there that, and I, in the past, vegans would actually say that the fries were not considered vegan, but I, I think they're – I'm pretty sure they're vegan now. I, uh, I, I imagine that the only reason that McDonald's hasn't gone down this route is because Beyond has, probably has some exclusivity rights with McDonald or with Burger King. And the thing about – Impossible, 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 not Beyond. Beyond yeah. is, is – uh, that's the Beyond sausage patty at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, they got the Beyond patty there. See, now Beyond yes. interesting. I believe Beyond has eliminated the GMO soy proteins from their stuff. Huh. And um like so we got the Beyond we get the Beyond burgers once in a while. We'll we'll fire up the grill and that's what I'll do while everyone else is eating the much more uh tasty um uh real burger. And uh the the Beyond burger is weird because they actually put I believe the protein comes from peas and then they put like beet juice in it so that it bleeds when you throw it on the grill. Huh? And that's kind of weird, but I believe the GMO side of it, they've, they've gone above and beyond to create a recipe that does not require the GMO. And I don't know if that's for good or bad. I know that there's a lot of talk around GMO, whether it's good or bad. Um, and I don't know the answers to that, but um, I know that there's definitely a lot of people who try to avoid GMO. Yeah. So it just widens their audience by do, by making that choice. Whereas if you look at um, like Boca, you had mentioned, you look at the Boca burger, which does not really taste as good as a Beyond burger. Um, and they are GMO. Right. Right. As we're, as I'm suddenly. Connor, do you want to add anything else? Yeah. What, what was about the pork chops? Was that like a hypothetical? They're, they're, no, they're actually. They just announced that they're uh, releasing pork, and uh, Burger King is doing a breakfast sandwich with a uh, Impossible sausage in it. So they're doing like oh. strips slash pork chops. Yeah. Man, I think it's cool. I know I know a lot of people who are vegetarians and they you know, they would like they would like once in a while to get a, a breakfast sandwich with some fake sausage on it because for they they're all you're almost closeted because there's not too many places that serve that food. So you really just you the only time you eat sausage like that, like that fake that fake um 
plant-based sausage is just in home. <laughs> you like have a couple of them in your freezer and it, you just sit by yourself in your lonely kitchen and, and you grill your fake sausage patty and you make a sandwich out of it and there's nobody around to enjoy it with. And it's depressing. It is a sad story. Yeah, <laughs> it would be much much happier if you could uh, have a vegan festival and enjoy it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my transition. <laughs> Magfest, Gunner, you went to Magfest, yes, M A G Fest. Is it Magfest or M A G Fest? Tell us about Magfest. Introduce uh, introduce it as if we didn't know what it was, as if we didn't talk about so, it uh, 30 minutes ago. So, yeah, so uh, MAGFest is MAGFest is the music and gaming festival, so it's uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of its own thing. So, um, most conventions um, like that are not like generic, like even like the Syracuse Comic Con, like it's kind of a sponsored thing. Like you only look at sponsors, and they, but I guess I guess the thing is, you know, like you probably so, you know, like a New York City Comic Con or something like that, or an anime festival. It's usually put on by somebody else. And Magfest is kind of strange because it's effectively just it's an entire volunteer thing. So, um, the the where, where I guess that's relevant is it, uh, that. Um, it's very much kind of anything goes. What I mean that, like, so it's it's a it's it's almost like it's almost like a game, like a chip tune slash video game music, uh, Woodstock. So it's four days, twenty four hours a day. Um, I mean, like they have a whole bunch of. Where is it now? Where is it again? It's in Washington. It's in different places according to their website. No, no, no. They have multiple events throughout the year, so they have like a, a maker one. It, um, I'm trying to think where in Virginia, but I mean, like you know, there's like a, a West Coast one, but the primary one is in the Gaylord National Harbor, um, in Washington D.C., which is the same place that they have Katsukon and a whole bunch of other stuff. And Katsukon's like a big anime convention on the West Coast, um, but. The um the main the main thing is is that it's just it is I mean like you know it is it is an open admission kind of thing so it is just it is it is people randomly just setting up their their rigs in the hall jamming out there are open per, I mean like you know there's actual like fixed performance places um there are concerts throughout the day and night there's um like maker areas so like you'll have like an exhibit hall that's just people like building all sorts of crazy stuff um this year they had a whole they basically built an arcade out of nothing so it's a whole bunch of like imported arcade machines like you know like you'll have like stuff that you can't play anywhere else in the states um they had the full freaking gundam battle rig so it's like 16 cabinets linked together in um you know like basically stuff that you'd only see in like a japanese arcade um, you know, da- you know, wall to wall dance dance revolution hmm. machines, just stuff. That, you know, again, and things that you can't play in America are things that are just really obscure or rare. Like they have a, they have, 
I think at one point, effectively the largest pinball arcade on the East Coast every year when they get together. I mean, if that's your, you know, if that that's your flavor, really. Or, but yeah, and it's just, you know, but th- that and the, basically, so that they have all they have a whole exhibit hall that's basically just uh, like you know, depending on depending on uh, what the console is, but you'll have like. You know, like what was it? Uh, the misses and I ended up playing a couple. You know, like a bunch of Golden Eye on one of the N sixty four theirs while we were waiting. But yeah, you know, like it's all retro consoles. Solid choice, badass. Um, you know, but it, it's it's just so so the the title suggests the title suggests that it's music and gaming. Yep. Um, but it's kind of suggestive from somebody who's never been right so is it predominantly the combination of gaming and music that's the centralized theme or is it more like um anything music and anything gaming well i mean uh, i mean like there is there's like there's some anime stuff but yeah usually usually it's the 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 two are intertwined so uh you know actually because i was looking at the guest list go ahead Sorry, I know I'm talking over you a little bit here. Um, I was looking at the guest list, and uh, I noticed Overclocked Remix was there, which is super cool. That's a website dedicated to getting old video game music, and there's just a bunch of musicians that just make their own versions. Like they could play Mario with like in a rock band and submit the song, and it's the Mario that we know and love, but it's their own like creative interpretation of that song and the overclocked remix site is like it's like like hundreds of thousands of of these songs that have been made and submitted so to me when i think of music and gaming i was happy i was like hey overclocked remix is on the list but there was some other guests like um like yoga for gamers what the fuck is yoga for gamers that was was (laughs) do you know what that is I, that's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. So you know, again, it's it's kind of it's kind of a punk rock. <laughs> hey, you want to learn? You want to learn some yoga? So like, you're feeling kind of crappy because you're not that active here. Come do this thing. Get 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 all get all loosened up. Learn how to learn how to live your life a little better. Hey, you want to you want to you want to build an arcade machine? Hey, this is the go at this. This is what you need to know. You know, it's it's. <sighs> It's egalitarian in a way that I, I, I that very few conventions allow themselves. Like um, the closest thing I the closest thing the closest thing that I can even come to describing like that is that that the, those other conventions that I kind of attend with the misses that rhyme rhyme with the word slurry or c- curry. Yeah, but even you know, like mm-hmm. them, they don't really have their stuff together at that level. But because it, it, and mm-hmm. it's it, it's also like Magfest is Magfest is just unique because it's again it's like four days but it's twenty four hours like you can tag in and tag out and there's always something you know it's like it, there's yeah, like, always something going on like there's a guy there's a guy for since like I don't know for years he calls he calls himself Gamer Fitness like. He's in direct competition with Yoga for Gamers. <laughs> that. And they're both guests at this event. Yeah. Like, 
it's a strange concept, right? I mean, to you, it makes sense. You've been there, right? And like, it's almost sounds like anything goes like, it's just this community of people that like video games and that like music, but mostly video games is kind of what I'm reading. Yep. It's, it's video games with like the, the music side of the video games kind of glued on in like more part of the conversation. Right. Am I right? When I say that, because like, if there's people and they'll, they'll like listen to a soundtrack, they'll listen to like these old eight bit soundtracks from old um, Nintendo games or or Sega games and they just love them they're like this is such a good soundtrack it's such good music but you know the average listener would just listen to it they'd say oh it sounds like a video game because it does because it's what video games sounded like when we grew up but the scores might be very complex it, it, if they were played with with like real instruments and not these buzzy chiptune sounding instruments the the casual listener might be like holy fuck that's a cool song holy holy fuck that's a nice melody right and and after time they they, they start to grow on you like like the first time that i heard the uh the uh introduction uh, the intro theme for Game of Thrones, dun, 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 you know, you just, it's like, whatever, you just get the intro over. But then like, after like the, when the second season starts and you hear that music, it starts triggering like an emotional response. You, 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 you're emotionally attached to this song. So, I mean, what does the music side look like there? Like, how does, how's the music represented? Cause you said they have like this, this cool lineup of arcade machines, which is rare. Um, how's the music represented there? Is you, you saying people are just like, like sitting in hallways, just making beats, like what's going on on the music side? Well, there's, there's, I assume there's like actual like stages and concerts that are kind of going on, right? Like scheduled concerts that are going on. Yes. So like yeah I, I guess okay. I don't even know I don't even know how the best it's it's almost like the it's almost like the gathering. So I'm like oh the juggle of the juggalos yes. Like it, it, I I I you know I I'm sure that there would be I'm sure that there would be very different takes on that uh that particular comparison but and that same kind of like so you know like there's some structure to it but it's kind of really just you do you, you just you just kind of make you make stuff happen but so like what's the papercraft thing what's that so papercraft is the whole thing of um making um 3D objects out of so you know like you know how origami is folding paper up to make make a thing yeah so papercraft is basically mm -hmm. you, you, it, it comes from the original like when they started doing early 3D modeling and everything had to be flat facets. So what okay. you do is you print the texture or you print the faces out on a sheet of paper or you figure out how to plot out that you know like how to lay out that thing on a sheet of paper you 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 cut it up and you basically build a model or like you you build a physical model of the 3D model that you just you just you know that's where that kind of like you, you want like less polygons in it but it's that it's it's it i mean like originally it was kind of it was a japanese thing and it's kind of just blown up over here because you know we we, we appropriate so much pop culture from over there so so why why well it's it's i'd say it's equal but why are you a super fan why are you a super fan of magfest if you print and show up with papercraft objects well is i would say it's probably like a so uh, i'm trying to like compare something that like maybe 
Hmm. I mean, like, is it because these specific papercraft objects that they're offering this year are part of that year's theme? Yes. No, I think it's more of like so. Oh, I, then I'm wrong. Then never no, mind. No, no, but it, I'm not it, going to it's, think. It's a fan of thing. But I mean, like it, papercraft also kind of lends itself to video games because consists, you know, like especially consoles because most of the models were shapes that render very well into making something out of papercraft. Yeah. It, it's kind of I, I kind of thought like it was the reason like that anytime you go to a video game convention, there are comic books and action figures there as well. Yeah. Maybe not even pertaining to video games and vice versa. Oh, and, and- okay, I'm seeing it. Yeah. So I'm clicking on more of their their banners and now I'm seeing those papercraft characters showing up in all of this year's banners. So Trace, Trace, Google papercraft and go to images. Some of these are actually pretty fucking badass. No, I get the concept of papercraft, but it's for me it's it's interesting that on this webpage, <laughs> right? This webpage dedicated to Magfest, they have, you know, let's say eight links. One of them is dedicated to papercraft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, and 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 I'm looking at these characters, but now I'm seeing them in in the um in the marketing material for that year. So really, it, what it what it appears to be is is that the it's it's that year's theme. It's really that year's theme, right? So it's like a monkey and a banana or something. Yeah, you can print the monkey that's going to be on all the posters, and then you can cut him up and bring your own papercraft monkey that's a kind of part of the theme. I know what you're saying, Wade, but it was just strange. <laughs> Maybe they all do this. Do all the conventions have the no. papercraft section? Well, no, because no. Like, um, la- last year um, the theme was uh, Star Fox. So they actually made – um, cust- effectively custom amiibos that you could swap. You could swap out the chips from the store ones into that. Oh, that's cool. You were- I like that hacking element. I don't. That's a cool touch <clears throat> to a music slash gaming festival. That's cool. But it- um, did you see anything that was memorable that you? Uh- I mean, you mentioned the arcade machines. I didn't get. To, I actually, is everyone trying to fuck everyone else like at the <laughs> gathering? No, no, no. That, that is actually that. That, is, that goes. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's. Hey, Trace, you were there. Because there's a band called Trace. I was. Oh, really? Yes. Or That's like, weird. Formerly known as. That's Paul. really weird. Trace used to make chip tunes on a Game Boy in a program called LSDGA. Trace and Robo Rob. Which which part of that's creepy. It's obviously not me. I don't know. I mean I kinda wish I was this guy this guy has a beard. I kinda wish I was him. And long hair, but you could be this could be you. You haven't seen me lately. I don't know. It's true, he's got a little scruff to him. You could be Robo Rob. Excuse me. He's got a little scruff to him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But no, it, it, it's not Distractorama. So the um, no, it's it's nothing like that. It, it it's actually pretty. I mean, it's actually pretty PG, all things considered. Nice, that's cool. I mean, there's a lot of kids there, a lot of families. It, it, it again, like uh, the my big my biggest thing is I didn't nearly get to spend as much time as I would have liked to. 
So I would like to do a quick survey. <laughs> Is this the worst episode that we've ever recorded? <laughs> We're going to fix it with editing, and it's going to be it's going to be seven minutes long. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's probably best if we just pull the plug on it at this point. Just just. Let's just upload what we have. I'll, I, we're gonna so folks out there that are possibly listening to this one, <laughs> please go back for the next one. I promise it'll be better. You can't promise that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with that being said, <laughs> I can't wait for me to, to do the outro, and then seven minutes later, Gunner <laughs> say, "Ride the snake." <laughs> oh my god! It's. <laughs> What a great gutter, way to start the new gutter, year. Just start, gutter, just start. Yes, it is a good way to start the year. Just gutter, if you can hear me in the in the past back there, just start saying ride the snake and I'll I'll take us out. Ride ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was good. Well, with that though, uh we're gonna we're gonna we're a little out of practice here. It's been a couple of weeks. Um for the four people listening to us, okay. we apologize. Uh, we hey, will last, do better. Last episode but, um, got up to seven listeners. So nice. It's not like you fuckers are paying for this anyway. So I, <laughs> you get what you get when it's free. <laughs> once we get once yeah. we get up to ten subscribers, we're gonna get sponsors. There's gonna be a paywall, motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> 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 We should get sponsors from people that don't have money. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we should we should find like the guy that lives in his truck and be like, "Hey, oh, um, fucking AOL to sponsor us." <laughs> I'm gonna pay you. Yeah, I'm gonna pay you to be my sponsor, homeless guy. Or the Spark. <laughs> the Spark will fucking sponsor us. Spark notes. <laughs> you want a fucking quarter? I will give you a fucking quarter. <laughs> but you have to pretend to be my sponsor. Yes, we are sponsored. Yes. I'm sponsored by this cheap fuck that only gave me 25 cents. <laughs> uh, with that, though, I'm going to we're going to shut it down. And uh, well, we hope we hope that you follow us to the next episode. <laughs> gutter, do it. Do right, it, Gutter. Right, right, right. That snake. Right, right. The snake. Right. There you go. Hey, guys, this is Trace. Um, one of the advantages and for Wade and Gunner, the disadvantages of leaving me in charge of doing the audio work is I can do whatever the fuck I want. And, um, I can just put stuff at the end of the episodes. In this case, I felt really bad. I felt like this episode was it had a lot of potential, but because of technical issues, um, you guys, we didn't even, we didn't, I, I tried to edit it in, but we actually, our recording actually dropped out in the middle of it. Um, and then um, for, for, for certain reasons, people had to leave. So we had to cut the episode short. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut in uh, pieces of something that we call the lost episode. And um, we used to talk about this and we said, if there was ever a week that we couldn't get an episode, then we would just give people the lost episode, but I was listening to it and a lot of the content is so dated that it's not really valuable as a standalone episode. So um, here you are. Here's some clips from, from the lost episode. <laughs> to people 
that like consumers today, they want everything to be dark mode. Do you know what that is, Wade? Do you know what I mean when I say dark mode? I sounds like incognito mode, like not being able to be tracked or I don't you'd know. You'd think so. <laughs> you'd think that what it, that's what it, it means. It's, it's, a, it's a black screen yeah, with a white Especially when, when you launch an incognito mode in in Chrome, it actually like looks like a dark browser. But no, Gunner's correct. It just means that your desktop, instead of being black text on a white background, switches to uh, white text on a black background. And this is a big guy. This is a big deal. Why? Um, just because the up and coming, um, computer users and cell phone users, uh, prefer it. That's really what it is. They, they claim it's easier on their eyes because they only have to stare at the, the white on black instead of the entire bright screen at their face and then staring at the black letters. Um, but for some reason, it's very popular. Uh, the desktops offered this, um, back in, uh, about what about a year ago with the with the release of the the Mojave desktop for Apple and because Apple's a trendsetter it's like it, shortly thereafter Windows 10 offered a dark mode so it's 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 interesting how this slowly becomes the most important news um it's like the computer works so well the only thing we can really care about is whether or not we have dark mode so let's rewind a little bit um when it comes to this hardware and Gunner, your audio is really choppy. Um, you might, we might have to, you might have to come to my house next week because uh, I think your your internet might be a little bit too slow for this uh, for the you're live too, stream. You're too slow. Um, it, it's cool though. You do sound like some sweet robot. It's like that. It's like when Neo goes into the Matrix for the first time. Well, when he exits the Matrix for the first time. You're too slow, right? <laughs> your mom went to college. So, so what people are talking about with this hardware is interesting. They are talking about how much it looks like a cheese grater. Yes. And it's because it looks exactly like a cheese grater. The only thing I like about this format is that we can hear each other better. So I can hear you wait on my earphones. Yeah, whereas it's too low. Previously, yeah, previously, like we'd have like one headphone on, one off, so you can hear and ourselves. It's, and it's impossible. Others. Only one person like can, can hear. For a little dive delving into uh, the technology of podcasting anyone who wants to do that like there's typically you can only have one master mic that can hear all the levels and even then it's very difficult to tell if someone's kind of quiet or somebody's not because they're standing right next to you you know what i mean so yeah yeah <laughs> i want my 22 core i want my 22 core arm desktop darn it yeah because we need more cores <laughs> I don't even. I don't. I don't even get how that would. What did you just do? <laughs> it, 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 it had no contextual. Wade's just sick of listening to hardware, so he had to. He had to switch it up a little bit. Wait, wait. I'm being passive aggressive with the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting all trash talky, and I guess I, I get that it's Apple, but really, this is how this is how we subsidize. The hardware that eventually lets me build Android 16, and I'm, I, I, you're, you're down for that. You just hanging, you just hanging out at your house. I mean, yeah, Hang, touching your cat. True. You should be hanging out at my house right now. You have a better connection. Ooh, shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> Dude, that sample is so yeah, loud. I, that it, shots fired sample your- is so loud. Oh, I mean, like, I mean, we could, we could, we could take turns power bombing karma, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, other than the the bandwidth thing, what's, uh, what's up? 
Have you ever power bombed your son into it's a couch? It's only the yet? bandwidth thing. Have you no. have, have you power have you power bombed your son into the into furniture yet? No. <sighs> it's the only like upside of parenting in this generation. Are you talking about like like three sixty pile driving? Not well, quite no, as intense uh, as that. No, power bomb is when you pick someone up by like by their hips and just like bring them down on their back onto onto, onto so the like. Their crotch is near your head, and their like their legs are out, like you're, and you just you're for, you forward slam them into the ground. Oh, I you wanted know, to then, make a mom joke, but I decided not to. Well, there, there's a, there's, we live a, there's in a politically correct culture now. There's a jackknife power bomb. I power bombed your mom last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will cut you. <laughs> I will cut you. Dude, I was so I, I was I was talking about um uh you know like appropriateness in 2019 with some uh some uh like some friends family family of family I guess you could say uh yesterday and um we we're talking about like like some of the some of the old movies and how you just couldn't get away with them now and uh one of the ones was um, Revenge of the Nerds when they were installing cameras in the girls, uh, the girls, uh, the, the panty raid scene. Yeah. And how like you could never get away with that now. And I was thinking about like weird science where they're able to get like, like the equivalent of like, like a computer slider bar to make boobs bigger or smaller. Yeah. It's like, and how like you just couldn't get away with that in 2019. Like it would be too, it would be too much objectification. Yeah. I, I saw this article and I wonder if it's the same one uh, that you saw where it was like Revenge of the Nerds wasn't actually funny. It was actually like a stereotypic, uh, stereotype filled, homophobic, like nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, it was a different time. And it was a different time, yeah. That doesn't necessarily make it right. But at the same time, it's like, I, I, it's, this, it's this weird fucking thing. Especially like with the current climate, and we're going to talk about YouTube, and because this kind of isn't exactly what I what I'm talking about right now, but it's like, who the fuck gets to say what comedy is? Like, comedy is mm-hmm. supposed to be, in my opinion, like the untouchable for the most part. Like, I don't think there's anything so egregious that you cannot make jokes about. Like, because it's supposed to be comedy is supposed to be this kind of. I, f- I feel it's my opinion anyway, this kind of like safe space where you can talk about like differences and, you know, you can make fun of stuff and everyone can kind of laugh. You know what I mean? Like everyone can kind of laugh about it. And if you're so fucking uptight about your fucking differences that you can't, you can't make a joke about it. You can't like find any time to make fucking light of it. I guess I just, I don't know. Don't be wrong. There's shit comedy out there and there's shit racist comedy and shit homophobic comedy. Um, you know, and it's just not fucking funny. But the fact is, if it's not fucking funny, nobody's listening anyway. But yeah, it's this weird thing because, like, most coming of age movies are people trying to test their boundaries, whether it's their sexual boundaries or their boundaries with law, and they're trying to find themselves, and they find themselves in testing what they can or cannot get away with from a social perspective, from a legal perspective. Um, the, the the struggle is that there's only so much pop culture that you can show, you know, objectification before people say no. That it's that pop culture that's actually 
creating the culture, right? It's it it's it's this media feedback loop problem, and I've um I've heard some 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 studies about it, but essentially the idea is is do we mimic what we do on TV or does TV mimic what we do? And uh, sorry if you hear some crying in the background. Um, that's what I get for doing a podcast with a two year old. Um, just on the other side of these walls. At least he's not um, banging on the door. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. He I think what happened is he got he got um what was the term that you used, Gunner? Was it pile driving? What was it? Power, power bombed. Power bombed. I think he got power bombed by my my eight year old son. Nice. Um as he was as he was climbing the stairs. So I believe that any crying you hear in the background was was the two year old um getting power bombed. And then crying because probably not because it hurt. He's really tough. Probably because he couldn't go up the stairs and that broke his heart. Um, <laughs> but it's like, are we, are we reflecting? Does TV reflect what we're doing or are we reflecting what TV is doing? And, and it kind of happens both ways in one of the, um, this is kind of an old reference now, but, but most listeners will understand this and it's the girls gone wild videos. Yeah. So the idea with the girls gone wild was somebody brought a video camera to like Mardi Gras and they're like, Hey, if you go to Mardi Gras, all you have to do is just show up with a whole bunch of neck beads and girls will take some of their clothing off in order to, to receive some of these neck beads. And what it is, is it's because it's kind of a social norm there that you want to have these beads on your head, you're having fun. And it's like, well, you know what? This is the day that I go wild. What the girls don't realize at the time is that there may be people there recording them taking their shirt off, right? They're trying to have fun and it's kind of an experience that they're sharing with those people. But what ends up happening is the entire world is now able to see these girls. And what happens is it goes from like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm in college and I decided to go out for the weekend and there's a, a couple of things I'm not proud of that I don't really want my parents to know about too. Now your father is buying a DVD with a whole bunch of college girls on it and he sees his own daughter, right? But it gets even stranger because once, once the Girls Gone Wild franchise got popular enough, it was an, an expectation that all girls that went there would start doing this. So they started reflecting the perception of the culture that they had created. And it started making the events get crazier and crazier and crazier. I've seen this at some, some uh, uh, car shows as well. You go to a car show and people are squealing their tires and they're having a good time. But what happens is the people that are at the car show decide to bring their video camera the next year to make sure that they get some of this stuff on, on, on footage. And now before you know it, the footage is making it into the news. They might've gotten pulled over speeding and, uh, uh, somehow the footage ended up on the news and now people people all around the world are like, well, this is the car show to go to because they just do crazy shit all weekend long. And it might not have been all weekend long, but this media feedback loop, people consume it and then they do it. So I think the argument, Wade, <laughs> coming up full circle, the argument for Revenge of the Nerds being a really, really bad movie is did it influence culture or did it reflect culture? And I think that's really the that's really the argument, and I don't know where I stand on it because do you remember walking into a mechanics uh, like like going to get your car fixed? You'd walk in and they would have girls in bikinis all over the walls. Yes, that, you can't do that anymore. 
They still do it at uh, a certain mechanic in Canastota, I know for sure. I drove oh, by really? there and literally saw inside of it. There's a quite large calendar of a quite scantily clad woman <laughs> sitting right. there. Yeah, but is, is there a proper eighty? But it's, but it's largely play? considered taboo. You have to have the. You have to have the. What's gu- that? You have to have the the, the guitar. You have to have What's the guitar kind of? hair metal playing and the ding 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 ding. ding, 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 ding. You know, again, it's either class rock. You know, like any. Yeah. Uh, like the, like yeah, the glam it has, metal. Yeah, it either has to be classic, you know, like classic rock, and not like classic rock, like our generation classic rock. But you know, they're frozen in time, and there's there's a smell in every shop that's like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like burnt, like just cake mm-hmm. on. I think there's like a rule, like rat gets played once at least yes. one day. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that '80s stuff. It was definitely, it, it definitely did objectification of women. But the eighty, the whole like eighties rock movement. A lot of the men were being objectified as well, right? They had to, the men really had to play a certain part to be part of that scene. Listen, a lot of them were scantily there's dressed. There's fucking objectification of both sexes at any point in human history. Period. It's mm-hmm. it is a reflection of human nature. It is how people get down and procreate, and you know what I mean, and say and satiate that you know primal fucking urge. I. My problem, I think, my biggest problem with this is, is that if, if Wrench of the Nerves Nerds wasn't a comedy first, I would say you had some merit. But it's a fucking comedy, and I I feel like most comedy should get a fucking pass. Like some of the best comedy I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, the best comedy I've ever seen in my life was Dave Chappelle, was the Chappelle Show, and a lot of that had to do with racism. Um, you know, and just racial differences, racial biases, stereotypes, stuff like that. And dude, that's some of the funniest shit I have ever seen in my fucking life. You know what I mean? Like, and it was done smartly. Don't get me wrong, but it was, it's, it's, it's funny. And I wonder, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird because you're not seeing anybody say like, oh, the Chappelle show was racist and that wasn't great either. And I understand well, I would it's different because David Chappelle or Dave, Dave Chappelle is a minority, and it's a it's a completely different kind of context. But at the same time, it's like it is for the racist stuff. But a lot of it, a lot of it wasn't racist. So um, it, it, a lot of it wouldn't have been racist if it was written by someone that wasn't black, right? So like right, right. when he did like like the um, the guy that was addicted to crack or whatever, and he was always scratching his neck, and he had the like the dry lips. Yeah, that. It could possibly be perceived as racist, but the crack crack addicts are crack addicts. It doesn't really matter what color their skin is. Um, so I think that one he could have pulled off. Um, he did the one where like like uh, you know Tupac was still writing music after he was dead, right? And they're like dancing in a club, and and like the lyrics for Tupac like are talking about stuff that's happening like in that current year, even though he's been dead for a long time. And they're like, wait, what's going on? How is Tupac still writing music after he's dead? That stuff's really funny because for those of us who, who remember the death of Tupac and, and his musical career that came for years and years after his death, it's, it was, it was, it was very relevant. Right. Um, he did one where everything's better in slow motion, right? You get like shoved at a yeah, club. You're not talking about like the funniest fucking skits like the, the funniest skits i think are probably like the true hollywood stories but then like the race draft the racial the, draft is another one like and the, that is the, like racist but <laughs> i don't i don't know though i think the racial draft was was still um i think that was still safe because it, it what he was doing is he was getting race and instead of doing race based on where you know where your bloodline came from 
He was doing race based on how you were culturally received. Right. So I think like Colin Powell was drafted to the yeah, white but, side. Okay, and dude. Michael you have Jackson to was drafted to the white side. When but Eminem fucking, was drafted to the black side. Yeah, but when when Tiger Woods gets drafted by the Asians and he says, <laughs> I guess I'm going from fried chicken to fried rice, that's extremely fucking racist. But it's extremely True. fucking funny. True. However, I, I still think it's the, the fried chicken, the fried chicken, Wade, you and I couldn't have gotten away with if we were the writers. We could not have gotten away with the fried chicken, but the fried rice we could have. And I don't the know reason is, is because I, the reason is, is because every single city in the United States has a Chinese restaurant owned and operated by Chinese people that sells fried rice. That is cultural. That's not racism. Fried chicken, though, fried chicken is 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 really that's not really a cultural thing, right? There's nothing cultural about about a certain race liking fried chicken. It's 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 a stereotype, right? Yeah, but it's I I, I kind of see it as, as a similar thing. Like right, like fried rice is like well, it's definitely it's Chinese. You know what I mean? Like and and to say but, I'm but going they, from fried but, chicken, but, but, but which is racist, invented, to fried rice. But but so see, this is where I have to disagree a little bit because rice was invented in Asia. Right, so any any Asian draft is allowed to mention rice. I, I I don't see how they can't. I mean, yeah, rice is also popular in other parts of the world, like India, but it's really largely associated with Asia here in the states, and that's because that's usually how people consume their rice. They, or if they weren't exposed to it otherwise, right? That's usually how they're exposed to rice. Fried rice is it's an item on every single Chinese menu. And the Chinese restaurants are largely owned and operated by people that are Chinese. Some of them aren't Chinese, but the vast majority of them are. I mean, China China accounts for for something like what is it like eighteen percent of the world's population. <laughs> it's they're, they're not even a minority, really. Right? You're not really making fun of a minority. It's to to me. To me, fried rice is 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 not a racist statement. My son would argue and say that it is. But I really don't think that it's a racist statement. I think it's a cultural statement, and um, and I don't. I think I don't. So what think is fried chicken then? So what is fried chicken when he says that? F- fried chicken. Fried chicken. If a, if a white person says it, yes, it's going to be perceived largely as racist. I really do because that's an observation that's made based on like that, that's we just watch we watch what people eat. And then we just say, it's kind of like saying like, like women are bad drivers, right? There's no cultural significance to that. It's a generalization. It's it's a generalization, which is exactly what a stereotype is. And that's what my point is. My point is, Mm -hmm. and it's all based on race. So whether it's racist or not, I don't really give a shit. The fact is people don't give a shit either. They care about generalizations made about whether it's sexuality, sex, gender, race, stuff like that. My point is- it's hilarious because it was done really, really well. Uh-huh. I th- and I think it should get a pass regardless because it's in a it's in a comedy. It's not like a serious thing trying to take some serious platform. And I feel like when the Chappelle Show was on, racial racial relations in this country were significantly were, were at least a little bit better than they are right now because they're terrible right now, in my opinion. That that could be true. I just I'm trying in, in in Dave Chappelle's defense, I'm tr- or his writers, I'm trying to say that the writing was actually not that stereotypical. I really don't feel that it was. I feel like it was actually in te- very intelligent writing, 
It was absolutely intelligent writing, without a doubt. And, and because that's why of it was that, so funny. Be, yeah, because of that, it was very funny, and it will last for a long time. Like they got something like like accusations against uh, was it um, who was the guy that peed on <laughs> peed on people? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Yes. Um, like he got like the trial for R. Kelly, and he made it all about you know peeing and singing songs about peeing and um of course the you know plea the fifth thing which was just so funny one two three four fifth um that to me that to me was just really intelligent pop culture references it to me it really wasn't it wasn't like like he was the thing putting cameras inside a changing room right is something that 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 most people in their adolescence want to do because they want to know what's happening on the other side, right? Girls could do it to boys. Boys could do it to girls, but it is, it it is a, it is a cultural reference to how like aggressive men are towards women, how it's socially acceptable for that. And it was back then it was like, Oh, he's just being a cute boy. Ah, they're just causing some trouble. And may, maybe it's not maybe it's not as big of a deal, Wade, because back then it was it never would have gone viral, right? Now, if you have footage of girls in a changing room, it'll it's sold as child pornography. Well, it's, a feeling, right? and it's a crime, absolutely. Or it's a crime, yeah. So maybe it's the criminalization of this content, which has kind of made us look back on it. But I do agree with you that we we have to take it for face value. We have to say what was culture like when that was on. Um and, and not overanalyze movies from the past. I don't think it's. I, I just. I. I feel like it was. Kind of, it was a comedy, and I don't feel. It, you know, I feel it's stupid. I feel it's. It's silly, and almost comedic. Really bad comedy to try and like crucify it thirty years later. It's like, dude, it's it's comedy, and 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 it's kind of a sign of the times. It's a bit of a fucking, you know, uh, a, a time capsule, if you will. Wow, how kind of crazy it was. Is about and the shit you can't really get away with now. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Although I'm not so sure that you couldn't like get away with something I, similar. I mean, it's like the wild west, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you, you look at American you, pie where he's got like the, the net, like the, the webcam and he's going to record all that and he record, you know what I mean? Like, and right, that was, right. that was 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's crazy. That movie's 20 years old. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of what we're, we're getting into now, I, I guess. And this is, this is significantly different. This is not, uh, not the same. Well, there you have it. Some pieces from the lost episode. Uh, try to put some more in in the future. Um, see you guys next week. <laughs>